One second. So Jimmy T, I you know, we've kind of wondered how long AEW could stay on this incredible run. We got five hours of full gear. We got two hours of dynamite. Seven hours is the answer. Seven <laughs> hours is the answer to how much good AEW content we can get within the course of a week. Unfortunately, there are eight hours throughout the course of a week. Guys, this felt more like AEW Thunder than any other Rampage we have covered. Jimmy T, what did you make of tonight's show? Well, first of all, I just want to say O-H-I-O, Jago. Oh, just, uh... come on. <laughs> I, just, come I had on. to. I had to say it. I had to say it. So if, if, if Rick Vickery's listening to us right now, there you go, bro. I Shout did out it. to the real RBV. Absolutely. But in saying that, this is getting worse. Week in, week out, Jago. The last three shows, dude, I'm not going to lie. They, they're becoming a struggle, man. I'm, and it's getting worse by the week. I mean, what the fuck was this shit? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I, I kind of thought last week, of course, we didn't do Uncaged because we covered full gear right after the pay-per-view. But I expected that they were going to do a lot more with the quote-unquote go home show for full gear chris did you go to rampage last week or did you just go to full gear no i just went to full gear um i could have bought like a a package to go to both but i don't know i I was kind of looking at it and thinking like it's my first western show do i really want to waste it on an hour-long rampage and after watching it online, I, uh, oh God, am I happy I didn't go to that one because anything main evented by a show, by a match with, uh, Orange Cassidy, I want to avoid. Yeah, I, I think I typically would like to avoid that as well. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Rampage Uncaged, presented by the Hameen Media Group, channelattitude.com. I am your host for the evening. I am Dr. Jargo. I am joined by the man to my left. Mr. Chris Ams. Chris, how are you on this fantabulous Friday evening? Yeah, um, well, like you, I was doing better about an hour ago. Um, but uh, other than that, no, Friday's good. Um, I, I hauled about 20 loads of uh, sand to fill up a basement today for my regular day job. Um, that was brutal and intense. And, uh, and then I got to drive out to my girlfriend's house. So it's less brutal and less intense out here. Um, yeah. 
You did it all for the nookie. And of course, we're joined by the Jersey boy himself, the Jersey down under. He's the COVID kid. He's the GAG from the PWC. He's friends with my buddy RBV. He's my man, Jimmy T. You know what? I'm not even doing a big intro. I'm just going to do this shot of vodka instead. Jimmy, welcome Please. back to your show. Thank you. And that rhymed. I'm impressed, Jugger. That was a good little rhyme there. So. Max Caster ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> if you go back to the skirmish, ladies and gentlemen, you'll get that joke. Absolutely. So, yes, it's me, Jimmy T of the PWC. And what can I say other than I want to drink in my sorrows right now? I mean, seriously, you guys are making me jealous. And I unfortunately have gotten no drink because after this rampage, I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, CM Punk style. Straight right? up. CM right. Punk style. Kenta, GTS. do us all a favor and put everybody <laughs> to sleep. Uh, guys, let's talk about this show. And I can't believe in 2021, I'm going to say that Billy Gunn had the best match of the night, but he did against Darby Allen. Um, and I was always a Mr. Ass fan, right? Like, I loved me some Billy Gunn. I loved me some New Age Outlaws back in the day. I thought they were the best thing going in the WWE at a time when everybody seemed to think that everything was great. Um, but this was not the right match for Darby Allen to have. If you want me to take Darby Allen seriously as one of the four pillars of AEW, he went out there and got his ass whipped by a 50-year-old tonight. I mean, like, Billy Gunn just manhandled Darby Allen. Chris, I didn't like this match at all. It made Billy Gunn look like a freaking monster, and it made Darby Allen just look weak. And I, I don't think that's the image AEW wants to portray. No, and I think that, you know, with, uh, with Darby Allen, it's starting to become very formulaic. Um, every match is very much the same. If he's not against someone who's also very small, because he is very small. I mean, let's let's just be real about it. Darby Allen is a very small, very slender human being. He uh, he doesn't really fit the mold of what you think of as a professional wrestler. And so, unless he's in there against another cruiserweight, his match uh, is almost always as follows: He gets the absolute shit kicked out of him for ninety percent of the match. He has a comeback. He hits his finish. He gets a win. Um, it's it's my same problem that I have with Orange Cassidy, the same problem that I have with the Young Bucks. It's formulaic, and once you've seen one match, you've seen it all. It's like uh, Ric Flair circa 1996. You've seen it. No matter what, you've seen it. Yep, absolutely. Jimmy T, it really stands out when you see somebody like Billy Gunn in a ring with Darby Allen. We used to think, and now I've I've always known Billy Gunn was deceptively a big guy, right? Always, like, right. but when you go back and you watch those those matches from back in the Attitude Era, Billy Gunn just seems like a normal dude, right? Like, because he's in there in the land of freaking giants. Huh. You see him in there with Darby Allen, he looked like a freaking American kaiju. <laughs> Dude, I, I, look, I, I got to admit, I was quite impressed by Billy Gunn, man. Mr. S was back in time. He's in, you know what, dude? He's in, actually in better shape than I've ever seen him in, I believe. And he absolutely ragdolled the shit out of Darby Allen tonight in this match. And why even bother having this match? Why give Mr. S all this? He's just kicking his ass the whole way through just for Darby Allen to win. I don't, I don't understand why we, we needed a match like this, which was pretty much 
one-sided. So why why are we even having this match in the first place? Why is this even happening? And it just makes Darby Allen look like an idiot, in my opinion. And like, seriously, coming out of it, the only thing that I really took away is: Are we really going to get Sting versus Billy Gunn in twenty twenty one on television? Like, are we really doing this, Chris? Are we really doing this? Oh, uh, please no. Um, no, we've already had him uh, lose against one member of DX. We don't have to have another uh, situation <sighs> where he's losing against a member of DX. Um, no, please no. God no. Uh, Thor no. Odin no. <laughs> Zeus no. Whoever the fuck is out there, just no. I we can't. I I can't handle that. I could barely handle this episode of Rampage. So please no Sting versus Billy Gunn. And yeah, I mean to to sort of talk about what Jimmy was saying. Yeah, Billy Gunn looks great. Um, it's easy to look great when you don't, uh, you know, have to follow the piss test rules. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there is that. Um, let's talk about CM Punk. And and by talking about CM Punk, we have to talk about QT Marshall. <laughs> so, wait. So, n- next week in Chicago, what we're advertising at this point is the American Dragon Brian Danielson versus Colt Boom Boom Cabana <laughs> and CM Punk versus QT Marshall. Is this Ring of Honor like circa 2005? Like, is that what we're doing? I just, nope. I, I, I don't have any real desire to see either one of these matches, let alone in a hot market like Chicago, it just seems like they're kind of throwing in the towel for Thanksgiving week. Jimmy T, what, what do you make of the booking that they're kind of laying out for AEW going into the holiday season? Pathetic. Plain and simple. I mean, yeah. seriously, pathetic. QT Marshall, like you say, Jago. Why is he around again? Why is he here? Why? Can anyone tell me what's he doing here? So, I mean, get get off. First of all, isn't this guy a trainer for the wrestlers in AEW? That's what he is, right? Yeah. So yeah. why the fuck is he on television for? To get his ass kicked by CM Punk in Chicago? I right. Mean, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get Like, there are a million matches inside of AEW, and I know because there's exactly a million people that Tony Khan has signed over the course of the last two years. The WWE fans tell you all about it. But so we have this huge roster. We have this great roster of talent. And you're going to give me CM Punk versus QT Marshall? To quote the great Tony Schiavone, that will put butts in seats. Chris, will CM Punk by himself put butts in seats? Because QT Marshall is not putting one ass in one seat. And that's if his mom, (laughs) his sister, his wife, his kids, all of them, if they all come to the show, they're all coming to see CM Punk. Nobody coming to see QT Marshall. No, he he has not. He can't. He will not draw anyone uh, or any money ever. Um, sorry, it just will not happen. And will CM Punk be enough to put butts in seats? We already know the answer to that because CM Punk has been ostensibly by himself since he debuted with AEW, and it has not grown the numbers they got one real good number jump when he got there 
and the numbers have gone consistently down since then. Um, he by himself just coming out and going, Hey, I'm happy to be here. Uh, uh, I'm good. Glad to see you. Hey, fantastic. Wonderful. All right. Hey, uh, next week on dynamite, this guy you've never heard of and never seen wrestle is going to go to sleep. All right. We'll see you guys later. All right. Cheesecakes. Um, it doesn't do anything. It moves no needles. You know, it's funny because that's actually a great tease for a show that Jimmy T and I do called The Blow Off, which airs over at atmarkmedia.com. It's going to be dropping tomorrow. And Jimmy T, I'm going to pick apart Chris's argument tomorrow. Uh, because Ooh, really? by my estimation, CM Punk has made AEW a whole bunch of money. And if you know anything about me, ladies and gentlemen, you can bet that I have the numbers to back that up. But we will talk about that tomorrow over at the blow off the blow off pod.com at markmedia.com. Jimmy T, what I, do you think CM Punk like by himself? Is he is he gonna sell out an arena in Chicago again? Just for dynamite, like just eh. yeah, he will. AEW is in town, yeah. you know. It's like you know they come around every three weeks to Chicago. Can, oh, I hate that. Can CM Punk like sell that place out again? I hate to say it, but absolutely he will sell the place out again because they just absolutely love him in Chicago. But in saying that, have you noticed AEW do not travel on the West Coast and do any shows? Have anybody actually noticed that? You know how expensive it is for a company from right. Florida to tour around the, the West Coast when gas in California is currently hitting like $5.50 to $6 what? a gallon? No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you would Jesus almost Christ. think that that was a plug, but, you know, just in case, <laughs> let's go, Brandon. Yep. <laughs> wow, five bucks a gallon. Yep, that's crazy, dude. Let's that go, is Brandon. crazy. But yeah, I and, really, and I think I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Honestly, I I think whether it's WWE, whether it's AEW, whether it's Cirque du Soleil, I think the entire West Coast for the next year, year and a half until we get this thing figured out is really going to be suffering for entertainment. I don't see a whole lot of like band tours going through the West Coast, major promotions like that. Uh-uh. Nope. We're going to hit like Los Angeles, San Francisco, and we're getting the fuck off the West Coast. <laughs> Shit, that is crazy, dude. Uh, I mean, how could you be paying that much for fuel? But we can't, never... Jimmy. That's the problem. We can't. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, well, then let me say this. Why God does damn it. Tony now Khan... I need another shot of fucking Grey Goose. Good <laughs> God. Well, let me say this. Why is Tony Khan promoting like they're going to go and do overseas tours when they can't clearly afford to go to the West Coast? It's probably cheaper for them to go to England than it is to go to the West Coast. Because here's the problem with the West Coast. Not only is it incredibly expensive, not only does it air on a tape delay, which is actually right. a big part of the issue that we're having with the yep. TV ratings for Dynamite right now. Uh, since the whole NHL deal finally kicked in, they're being showed on the West Coast delay. That's shocking. But the West Coast doesn't draw because the show starts at 8 p.m. Eastern time on TNT. That's 5 o'clock on a Wednesday when right. it comes to the West Coast. So people don't show up until the show's halfway freaking over, right? So the West Coast presents a lot of issues for a touring national wrestling company that does an hourly show in a certain time slot every week. Right. That's crazy. I didn't know that, man, because I figured, I'm thinking, why aren't they going to the West Coast? I have not seen, I don't want to see Chicago every second week, because that's essentially what we're getting. And if it's not in the United Center, 
it's at another arena in Chicago or at the All-State Arena or whatever arena, right, in Chicago. So, I mean, look, man, if it's that expensive, I understand. But in saying that, yeah, the Cow Palace would look great, actually, on TV. Absolutely, it would. And it's a historical arena for professional wrestling. So, I mean, heck, I'm down. And the Cow Palace in San Francisco, right? Yep, absolutely. So, great memories over there. So, Facebook user, I agree 100%, whoever you are. But yeah, man, I mean, it's crazy, dude. I mean, this world is crazy. Rampage is crazy. Or is it Thunder? I don't know, because they do have Thunder in the background behind the Rampage graphics. So you might as well call it Thunder. It is what it is. AEW Lightning, live on TNT. AEW Lightning. That's That's what they should have called this show. They should have called it Lightning. Just as a joke. You know, I was going to say, like, about about your T-shirt there, Jargo. I I know this is far-fetched, but, I mean, what I really, really want, I mean, more than anything in professional wrestling right now, is a huge run from Brandon Cutler as a babyface, just so we can get unironic Let's Go Brandon chants in arenas across uh, America right now. I would 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 just die for that. That would be amazing. I, I fully support that. Fully support it. You know what I don't support, though? What's that? AEW Hose Championship. Yep, the TBS <laughs> Championship still a thing. And this week we had Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet. Um, guys, I, I got to admit, as I was watching this match, I got a little distracted Why is by that? my dog who <laughs> wanted to play with a stuffed monkey and was far more entertaining to me than this wrestling match. I felt like Jade Cargill was going to win. I felt like it was a foregone conclusion, and the match just kept going and going and going. And I actually realized at a certain point while I was watching this match that Red Velvet, and take this as it's intended, this is a compliment, is the African-American Britt Baker. Like, she looks like Britt Baker. She wrestles like Britt Baker. Her gear's like Britt Baker, except it's Britt Baker from about two years ago. Like, I think Red Whoa. Velvet is going to be a very good talent, but she's not yet. And Jade Cargill, while very, very green in the ring and very, very limited, at least she looks like a freaking star. You can put Hell Jade yeah. Cargill on any poster and put butts in seats. Absolutely. I just, I maybe they're doing a long-term story with Jade Cargill and Red Velvet, but I'm just not that interested in it. Jimmy, what do you make of it? Well, if you look at the history between the two of them, I truly believe Red Velvet and Jade Cargill, for that matter, give each other the best possible match. For whatever reason, these two girls, when they're not wrestling each other, they look like shit, let's be honest, right? Both of them. But when they're in the ring together, for whatever reason... They put on a decent match. Now, it could be the chemistry. Obviously, it probably is because they're both kind of pretty good. Well, especially Cargill, she's green as fuck. As far as Velvet goes, she's kind of green too, but but much more ahead than Cargill. So, but whatever, whatever reason, these two put on a good match, a decent match between the two of them. They make each other both look pretty good. Now, admittedly, I don't watch a whole lot of Jade Cargill matches just because I, right. I, I don't happen to watch the shows live unless she happens to be on Rampage. But right, I right. thought tonight she actually looked like she was progressing pretty well uh, versus when I first saw her about a year ago. Chris, what do you make of the development of Jade Cargill? Because she clearly looks like a star. She talks like a star. The act is a star. 
It's just we got to get the in-ring caught up to the rest of the package. Yeah, everything about her other than the in-ring is already, um, I, I would say, tops in the women's division. Her look, yeah. uh, her promo, uh, her ability to connect with the audience. She's got a natural physical charisma that I don't think anyone else in the division has. Um, you and the company have it. I agree yeah. with that. I agree. She, she's She's got star potential. Um, but do you guys remember like a while ago in pro wrestling when we actually like we got to wait until people were done with wrestling school before we had to be subjected to watching them on national television? Um, I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, as far as Red Velvet goes, yes, I totally see the Britt Baker comparisons. And, um, you know, you're saying in a couple of years, because she's where Britt Baker was two years ago, Britt Baker from two years ago to Britt Baker now is a huge jump that not everyone in wrestling can take. So just because um, Red Velvet is now where Britt Baker was two years ago, I wouldn't necessarily say that she's for sure going to make it there. I I don't see that in her. I don't see the physical charisma um, with a red velvet. Um, as far as Jade Cargill, she has to learn how to have a match with somebody other than red velvet. You're right, Jimmy. They do bring the best out in each other. Um, but she has to learn how to have a decent match. She doesn't have to blow the freaking doors off of the place. She doesn't have to have <laughs> Matt classics against, you know, Serena Deeb. But Absolutely she, not. But she does have to learn how to at least um pull together a match for seven or eight minutes on tv now why in the world they seem to have got 15 minutes on this show i kid not tell you um, this match went 15 minutes wow it sure felt like it wow. I, somebody's going to correct me and say it only went six but it felt like about 15 uh, that's about right when you think about it those three matches one hour show makes total wow. sense for sure it just it, it felt very very long, much longer than it needed to be. And I thought it was interesting that before the match, they actually were touting uh, Jade Cargill ten of her last twelve wins in two minutes or less. And then She's she goes the out goalie. there and has a fifteen minute match <laughs> right. with anybody, regardless well, of who it is. I well, just again it's it's the wrong image versus what the company is trying to portray for the character well jago they do like even previous matches between the two of them they've been at least 10 minute matches so for whatever reason these two they can go when they're wrestling each other i don't know why why but they just can so but everyone else cargill yeah two minutes it's it's over she's goldberg of the aw women's division you know what i mean so yeah as we talk about the TBS <laughs> championship, uh, we also, to me, this was the highlight of the show. Thunder Rosa talking smack about Jamie Hayter and what she's going to do to her on Dynamite. Chris, I thought this was the highlight of the show. Thunder Rosa has come. I think I've interviewed Thunder Rosa three times now over the course of her career. And you could kind of feel the progression. Like she was getting more comfortable in her own skin. She was getting more comfortable on a microphone. And now she is one of the best promos inside of this women's division. There are two women in women's professional wrestling in general. And I mean, WWE, AEW, Impact, uh, you know, include everything you can possibly include for women's wrestling. There are two women who, when I see, are part of a show, I will go out of my way to watch. Um, and that's Serena Deeb 
and Thunder Rosa. Uh, those two bring it and are excellent professional wrestlers every single time they're out there. Now, you know, in the buy-in show, uh, Thunder Rosa was not able to save that, but I wasn't expecting her to be able to save that. You can only do so much when you're one, when you're one professional wrestler in a tag match with three other people who don't know how to do anything. Um, but yeah, as far as Thunder Rosa goes, uh, she had intensity tonight. Um, she's believable when she talks. You think she believes what she's saying. Um, and her in-ring work is just excellent. So, yes, I have all the time in the world for Thunder Rosa, um, along with Serena Deeb. To me, those are the one-two of women's wrestling right now. Well, you know, I would encourage you to watch some stardom, and maybe your opinion would change a little bit. But, you know, you, you can't get past the names. And, and, and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Jimmy, I do feel like Thunder Rosa, whether it be at Revolution, whether it be at Double or Nothing, whether it be at Belt versus Belt, which it sounds like is going to be the the clash of champions on TNT once everything moves over to TBS, I could see Thunder Rosa winning the Hose <laughs> Championship and then challenging Britt Baker for the AEW women's championship belt versus belt. You got to have one of those matches. And that feels like a main event of a TNT special to me. Absolutely. It would. And you know what? Let's not kid ourselves. Thunder Rosa is really the most over female wrestler in AEW, I think, but for whatever reason, they pull back on her. I think, man, the only reason why she's not as over as she should be is because of her positioning in the company. They're like a little they inconsistent with her booking. Uh, yeah, they right. are. They're very inconsistent with her well, booking. To be fair, she was not fully committed to AEW until yeah. she had already been on AEW TV for right. quite a while. So, I mean, she still had the obligations with the NWA. And when you're kind of bouncing around, you're, you're half in, you're half out. I mean, we saw this in New Japan Pro Wrestling with Kota Ibushi for years. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? So, I mean, right. I, I can't even necessarily fault the company for not just rocket shipping her to the top. Well, she's been part of the company now for quite a few months, and I feel like they've gone back on her. In fact, before she even signed with the company, I felt like they were giving her a bigger push than what they are now. The minute she signed with the company, they've just pulled right back with her. I don't know why. I don't know if there's any heat or whatnot. Well, how much but, of that correlates to the rise of Britt Baker, though? Fine. That's cool. But she's a heel, right? And Thunder Rosa's a baby face. If that's you want right. Thunder so, Rosa to be the one to eventually take the title from Britt Baker, you have to cool off Thunder Rosa so that you can heat her back up until you, it's time to take the title off Britt Baker. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, right, no, a... you're right. No, you're 100 percent right, and it's not time to take the belt off Britt Baker. Although it's, it's getting, coming it's soon, though. Close. Yes, exactly. I was just about to say it's getting very close. So, in saying that, it's I think give it another two months, and she's losing that belt 100. percent Belt versus belt, TNT in January. In January, I, there you go. I I, I think <laughs> that could be your main event right there, Thunder Rosa as the ho champion versus the AEW women's champion belt versus belt. I could absolutely right. see that be in the main event. And it could be huge, dude. I actually think it'd be a great build if they do it right. I mean, TBS versus the world champion, sorry, the host belt versus the, the world title. I mean, hell yeah, man. The only problem I have with the TBS title 
do you think there's going to be a point? First of all, it looks more like a championship than the actual women's title does. And right? number two, it says it. hose on it. And number two, it says hose on it. So <laughs> it's made for him. I mean, shit. You know what I mean? No offense to all the women out there. I'm just saying. Blame TBS. Oh no, this but, is on the company. This is not on any. Yeah. This is not on the network. This is not on the talent. This is on the company for designing that belt and not realizing it says hose on it. Uh, I mean, listen. The plus for if if they do put the belt on Thunder Rosa, you wouldn't pronounce the H in Spanish anyway, so it would just be the O's title. Oh, nice. That's a valid Bravo. point. I like that. Very I valid. always felt like Jade Cargill was like meant to win this championship yeah absolutely these bodies like do they have thunder rosa be the first person to beat jade cargill in the finals Mm. that that doesn't quite fit to me i feel like that's too much i feel like probably the right booking is cargill goes over in this tournament and i think that you move rosa over to the world title picture and she's the one who takes the world title off of Britt baker coming right. off of a loss from um <clears throat> from cargill that's what i think is the proper booking i think the proper booking is to put us in charge of the aew women's division because gentlemen <laughs> before we continue with rampage we got to talk about kenny omega Kenny Omega has been in charge of the AEW women's division, but now it sounds like Kenny is going to be out at least until February. That's what he's eyeballing for his return. I believe that's revolution. Jimmy T, I still feel like you hold off until double or nothing. That seems like a really, really fast return. If he's going to be dealing with major shoulder surgery, I wait until May. I don't rush back for February. Take your time, Kenny. We want the the real Kenny Omega, not this thing that we've had for the last couple of years. Well, you know what I actually found out, Jago, from reports? It's the shoulder is not the only issue. No, there's several issues. There's there's a herniated knee. There's a hernia. There's like. We well, we have known Kenny was hurt before he even oh, left absolutely. New Japan. Yep, absolutely. Well, yeah, even when he won the world title, the IWGP Championship, he was injured then. That's why they were doing triple right. threat matches, exactly. and Cody matches, and all kinds of stupid clusterfuck tag matches. And yeah. the Golden Lovers got back together, and they were trying to protect Kenny as much as they could. Oh yeah, AEW did the same thing. That's how the Hangman Page story started. Exactly. When they put Kenny in that tag team with Hangman, that was to protect Kenny from himself. Actually, and, and TK came out and actually said that on an interview just recently. So, yeah, there's no way he's coming back February. If I were him, just get your surgery, get all this shit fixed, and come back 100% fresh. Because at the end of the day, he's turning 40 soon, like, you know, in about a year's time. So, I mean, I feel not- like I feel like Kenny wants to be John Cena, Right. Like, cause there, there's all these stories about John Cena. He's like, you know, he's got a baseball on his elbow. He gets it removed in the afternoon. He shows up at raw that yeah. night. He's ready to go next week. Right? right. We don't need that in AEW right now. Like probably more than any other wrestling company we've seen over the last 25 years. This is an ensemble cast. There's not one person that is like, I'm going to see this person. If you interviewed every person standing in line, it's going to be a different person. Like we don't need Kenny Omega. Like the WWE needed John Cena at that point. Chris, do you agree with that? 
hundred percent. Yeah. I think that Kenny should take as much time off as he needs. Um, I, I think that actually it might be good for his character to get a refresh, to go away from the crowd, to let them forget about him for a while. And then when he does come back, it's a big deal. Um, I'm like, you know, l- listen guys, like I got, you know, I, I've heard the legend of Kenny Omega, right? And I've, I have, you know, I have gone out of my way and I've watched his matches with Okada and yes, they are that fucking good. <laughs> I know because um, Okada is the best in the world at I, what he does. That's, and that's what I've been arguing since I've seen Kenny Omega, because as much as I love those matches, it's um, Okada. It's not it, Omega. It, it is Okada. I haven't seen Omega have that match or even that high a quality match in the entire time that he's been in AEW. The match I've never against... seen that versus anybody else that he's ever wrestled ever. And Okada match... does it like three times a week. The match against Danielson was a top quality match. Oh, Those guys going in a, in a main event for the world title, I would love to watch that. I think that Danielson could get a similar, similarly great match out of Omega. But let's give him some time. Let him get all the way right. And then come back after we miss him a little bit. That's if I was if I was going to give any advice to Kenny Omega and to the company AEW itself, the best thing for both of them would be Kenny goes away for as long as he needs to get better, comes back after people miss him, and it's oh my god, fucking Omega's back. <laughs> Jimmy T, how about this? Given where he has been since he debuted in AEW, there has to be some kind of a logic. There has to be some kind of a reason that Adam Cole is wrestling alongside of Bobby Fish versus the Jurassic Express on a throwaway edition of AEW Rampage. The right time for Kenny Omega to return is when Adam Cole gets heated up, Adam Cole defeats Hangman Page to become the AEW World Heavyweight Champion. And while Adam Cole is celebrating in the ring, that's when Kenny Omega returns. That sounds awesome, but I don't know if I want Adam Cole to actually beat the champ, Adam Hangman Page, you know what I mean? When we look at the options at this point, I feel like Adam Cole is very much like Thunder Rosa, right? Like they had to cool her off so they could heat her up at the right time to take the title from Britt Baker. Adam Cole hasn't been utilized at all inside of AEW. He's doing jackass comedy bullshit. (laughs) Like at a certain point, I mean, and at that point, I mean, if we're looking at double or nothing, right? We're talking seven months from now. You could get Adam Cole red freaking hot in seven months and have him be the man to take the title from Hangman, and then you get the Omega versus Cole feud that we've been clamoring for for, what, five years? Yeah, yeah, five years, pretty much spot on five years, and uh, make no mistake about it, Kenny's coming back as a babyface. There's no ifs or buts about it. He, he ha- very much the same way Moxley is. Moxley's coming right. back a babyface after what he's dealing with, after the way he carried the company while dealing with it. Both of those guys coming back babyface, which also very well could explain the Brian heel turn. Absolutely, and and, I, and I'm all for it. I mean, Kenny as a babyface is great. I love him as a heel too. But but look, as far as Adam Cole goes. Him being the champion, I don't know what it is about him in AEW. I don't know if it's the camera work, the camera angles, 
for whatever reason, he looks shorter than ever, even amongst short dudes. It's because every fucking match he wrestles, Luchasaurus is on the other <laughs> side of the goddamn ring. Like, That's how long true. has this Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus feud been going on? For the love right. of God. But if you also look at the way they, like, remember last week, or on Dynamite, sorry, where Kenny was, Kenny's little segment with uh, Cole and the Bucks. If you notice the way they placed the Bucks and Cole, they were sort of behind him, so... It kind of looks like they're even their, their height difference is not that much. When really, once they step forward, the height difference is a lot, right? So they got to be careful the way they they edit or show stuff because he looks tiny, dude, and he looks like a fat ass in AEW, even though he's always been a fat ass. He's a fat piece of shit. Get the terminology <laughs> right. He's a fat right. piece of shit. He's a fat piece of shit, but. I can see Cole being champ, and it would be a pretty decent run, especially as a heel. As long as but, uh, he's got three or four guys behind him. That's the right. only way, like, Adam Cole as a heel champion works. He's got to have, like, a whole army of people behind him. Which he will. <laughs> he will have that army behind him, including probably the undisputed era being called the disputed era, and uh, and, and with the Bucks as well being the sluts of uh, the Bullet Club, shall we say. The pop of the week might be... When Bobby Fish went to say, and that's undisputed, and Matt Jackson was like, no, 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 we don't do that here. I, I laughed cool. my freaking ass off at that. Uh, no, let, that was good. Let's talk about Bobby Fish. Poor Bobby Fish. Poor <laughs> Bobby Fish is that girl in high school that slept with the entire football team and nobody <laughs> wanted her around. That oh. is going to be Bobby Fish's character going forward in AEW. Everybody is going to turn on Bobby Fish. When they bring in Kyle O'Reilly, we're going to get a very, very brief run of Red Dragon, and then Kyle O'Reilly is going to turn on Bobby Fish. Just like, just like Adam Cole turned on Bobby Fish tonight. Like Everybody is going to turn oh, on I'm Bobby bent. Fish because there's not a whole lot of use in Bobby Fish at this point. I, th there's just not. You know, when, when you look at the stock meter inside of AEW, Bobby Fish way down the line this to me it was the right finish adam cole is just distraught at the end of this match because he cannot figure out how in the hell to beat jungle boy and luchasaurus i mean eventually this is going to end with adam cole super kicking jungle boy's head so far into the upper deck that nobody's going to know what in the hell happened we saw a little bit of it tonight when he goes for that springboard ddt like adam cole can hit a super kick and regardless of what position your your stupid ass is trying to get into that's true. i'm just i'm not sure that this is good no. i'm not, because no nobody is getting over here except maybe bobby fish None of this is good at all. Um, Adam Cole is not a main eventer. I'm sorry, guys. He's just not. I just you can't convince me that this guy is a real main eventer. Uh, he was he was the cock of the walk in NXT for almost two years, and um, it circled. That's all it did. It just wait, wait, carried him. Wait, 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 wait. He held a holding pattern. Wait, 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 wait. Under Adam Cole's time inside of NXT, right? Now, keep in mind, Adam Cole debuts in the main event, stays in the main event scene for five years. Mm -hmm. Throughout those five years, they sold out a shit ton of arenas, got a national TV deal with USA Network, and made the WWE <laughs> like $65 million. <laughs> no, 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 
No, I NXT mean, like, was a losing was a losing property. NXT lost money consistently. It didn't lose yes, as much money. Yes, they, yes, money they sold out arenas. Guys, this is what I'm telling you though. They sold out arenas. Selling out arenas does not equate to making real money. It just doesn't anymore. No, AEW but, sells but. out arenas all over the place, and they don't make the money that they that they should. They don't have the popularity that they should. Is is NXT? Today on USA Network Tuesday nights without Adam Cole, because yes. I think the answer to that question is no. I think absolutely it is. I I I don't oh, think that Adam, Adam Cole. Cole oh, yeah. I really don't think that Adam Cole was the was the difference maker for NXT. I don't think that. I Jimmy do T not settled, think that he really moved the, the needle. Yes or no? All right, all USA right, on and NXT on USA with Adam Cole. Without yeah, no, 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 no. We, we, we felt, look, I think Adam Cole Drew McIntyre was the champion before he showed up, and nobody gave a fuck. That's but true. look at the amount of money that Drew McIntyre is drawing for the WWE on the main roster, and try to imagine How any any Drew scenario McIntyre making any oh, scenario <laughs> where someone who looks small in the ring, not just with Luchasaurus, he looks small next to Christian, whose first WWE championship was the light heavyweight title his second night. Okay, here, here's the hot take of the week. You ready, Jimmy T? Go for it. If we were holding a draft right now, i take Adam Cole over Drew McIntyre. Easy. I hate to say easy. I mean, look at Drew McIntyre right now. He's a freaking goof. Seriously. Given, given their age, their success... And their connection with the fans, I undoubtedly take Adam Cole over Drew McIntyre. Although, and I agree with you, but although in saying that, I also a, take the shot of vodka over <laughs> Drew McIntyre. To be fair to Drew but McIntyre, that's because of WWE booking. That's yeah, right. I, I'll, I'll take Jamie that. Noble over Goldberg. Yeah, great, cool. Oh, come on, oh, come <clears throat> on, dude. I know you're fucking around, but and you're pretty much labeling <laughs> Adam Cole as Jamie Noble, but in saying that. Look at Adam Cole's run in WWE, all right? Did, now, go rewind two years what ago. What run in the, WWE? Oh, let, me, let me explain. Two years ago, remember Survivor Series, the build-up to Survivor Series? Who was beating everybody on the main roster during that run to Survivor Series? It was Adam Cole. He was beating all the main roster dudes. I'm not kidding. He really was. As your NXT world champion on SmackDown, he was wrestling on SmackDown, he was wrestling on Raw, he, he was going back to NXT, then back to SmackDown, Raw, and absolutely annihilating everybody. That's what happened. And then we move over to NXT. As the champ, like you said, he did sell out every arena as the top guy. You can't you can't deny that. It's true. Now, there is a over, Preaching you know to the mean? choir doesn't mean the same thing as converting the masses. There is one saying. huge problem with Adam Cole. And, and I've, I've been on this train now for about, holy crap, it's got to be five years. Okay. Adam Cole needs that baby face run. It needs to be okay to cheer undersized fighting from underneath Adam Cole instead of swarmy dick Adam Cole. And we haven't seen that for holy crap going what back to future shock (laughs) that long. 
When's the last time Adam Cole was a babyface? I don't remember. Really? Yeah, you're probably right. It's I mean, we had the time. Kingdom, we had the Bullet Club, we had Shit. the Undisputed Era. Now we have the Elite. Like, when's the last time Adam Cole was a babyface? No, right. Which he, he should be a babyface. Right. The way it's he wrestles, a- the way he connects with the audience, he should be a babyface. And we were ready for the Adam Cole babyface run like five freaking years ago. Not to mention, he absolutely destroyed Killer Cross on the friggin' mic. Absolutely made him look like a... Seriously, he called him overrated. I'm sorry, he is. I don't understand this (laughs) obsession that everybody has with Killer Cross. He's never been that good. He's not like... You guys act like he's freaking Roman Reigns. Like he was this blue chip recruit. (laughs) And I've just... I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But not Roman Reigns level. But look, enough of Killer Cross. My point was, in that promo, he made him look like a fool. A big, stupid fool at that, right? My point is, Cole is... Well, if the shoe fits, Jimmy. Well, that's right. So, in saying that, Cole, if he wasn't as tall as he is, he's pretty much the complete package. But... If right, he was six foot two, he would be Shawn Michaels. He'd be Shawn Michaels. Absolutely Shawn Michaels. But in saying that, right... I mean, and if ifs were fifths, we'd all be drunk. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. I got the goose. (laughs) He's got the vodka out. The goose. But anyway, I needed after this episode of Rampage to make this show halfway entertaining. All right. Throw me a freaking bone here. Well, honestly, I was was thinking to myself, we're going to struggle to even do an hour talking about Rampage. But I I see now, since Adam Cole's come up, we're going to make it. So, but Cole. And that's going to wrap just... things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well wrap it up now after that. But no, seriously, now you threw me off. Forget it. Now I forgot what I was going to say. So please, guys, continue on. <laughs> yeah, really I did. I just don't see it. I, I think that Adam Cole is a solid middle of the road uh, baby face or heel. Um, I think he's a guy that you can put in that TNT championship and he can make some noise. He can be popular. Um, but I don't think he's a money draw. Um at all in terms of uh can he sell out arenas for nxt well yeah sure he can but like i said there's a there's a big difference between preaching to the choir and converting the masses adam cole can preach to the choir all day long and the people who desperately want to go baby and uh boom will will show up and they'll pay their money so that they can do it but nobody's invested in whether or not he's winning or losing there's absolutely nothing going on that's interesting with them and i don't see any way that you can possibly have that guy beat hangman and i don't think hangman is the best baby face of all time or a huge money draw it's but not i think even that- the best baby face on the roster right now when you look at the baby face depth chart for aew he's like maybe number four i still think that that's higher than adam cole has a potential to become on any side well since well, we're talking about people that are high let's talk about tony khan for a second <laughs> um <laughs> That's a segue, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a goddamn professional. All right. (laughs) Tony Khan put this tweet out earlier today. And Jimmy, I got to get your opinion on this. Because I saw this and I was excited for Uncaged tonight. And instead, I've just sat here and drank like a bunch of vodka. (laughs) My personal opinion. This is Tony Khan's words, not mine. My personal opinion. Tonight's AEW Rampage main event is going to absolutely rule. I'm so excited about it with all of the debates about match star ratings. 
We can debate about this later. AEW on TNT Rampage tonight is stacked with great wrestling and some important announcements. So, Jimmy, I have this very important question to ask you. What the fuck was Tony Khan talking about? Did he like... Did he watch like the wrong episode of Rampage? Did he watch CM Punk's debut on Rampage? I'll tell you what he watched. He was watching WCW Monday Night Show back in 97 on TNT. That's what he was watching. Talk about overselling. Holy (sighs) shit. TK, TK, TK. And the reason I bring this up, this is what has done in WWE over the course of the last 20 years. You can't give a buildup like that and not deliver. 100% true, right? man. They have so much good faith built up with the fans right now. Shit like this makes it go away real freaking real quick. quick. Yeah, It's better to undersell. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Just, and, and he's done this a number of times and he, he's not only doing this beforehand as a sell job, he's doing it afterwards as a look at how great this thing that we did is. I mean, you know, when Punk and Danielson debuted, he legitimately compared it to Scott Hall and Kevin Nash and said that it was even bigger than that. And you're just left going. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, fucking give yourself a little bit of fucking rope to hang yourself with. (laughs) Don't just don't just jump like Jesus. Give yourself a fucking minute. You know what? I can't stand about this guy. And and I know people have said this a million times over in the past, but he's truly a friggin mark. Truly. You know what I mean? Truly a mark. I mean, the guy dresses up as Orange Cassidy for crying out loud. What, what, What does that tell you? You know Number I mean? one, it tells me he has terrible taste in professional wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Number two, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, in their first month with the company, who made their company more money? Was it CM Punk or was it Scott Hall and Kevin Nash? Oh, and I might have to see. I might have to see if I can pull those numbers, but it, it, it's difficult because you have to adjust for inflation. But right. and I'm 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 I think that number is actually a lot closer than you may think. I know you don't want us to reveal that number until the blow off, so I won't. Right? It's a but big you'll be surprised. Number. It's a big number, Chris. You'll be surprised actually. Uh, but wait for the blow off here at atmarkmedia.com and, and on the Hamin Media Network as well. So, I mean, it's a big number, but did. But see, we got to look at money from back in 96 now, right? You can't really compare the money now compared to 96 because they were both kind of worth different. But yeah, thanks I, to Joe fucking Biden, it is. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. We need another plug for the T-shirt. Let's go. Well, where did Biden, wasn't Biden under the, under the weather or something like that? Wasn't he getting some sort of operation? What was going on with him while this court case was happening, apparently? Uh, colonoscopy. Oh, that's right. Conveniently. Yeah, he literally had his asshole handed to him today. <laughs> Conveniently. But, so, but I mean, in an effort to show how woke the United <laughs> States is, CNN is celebrating that today we had our first official female president of the United States, just in Kamala. case Joe Biden didn't recover from his colonoscopy. <laughs> well, there you go. It's written for all that's of us. That's a real to see. fucking story, man. And, Good and God, what are we doing? 
they're planting the seeds for her to take over from Biden, clearly, right? Look, the this problem is better is booking. Nobody wants that. Either nobody right. likes Democrats her. don't yeah. want that. But if everybody understood, this is exactly what the plan is. But That's why that, she was picked. If they would right, have picked exactly. somebody good to be the vice president, right. people would be like clamoring for Biden to step down. But it's Absolutely. Kamala Harris. So everybody's like, yeah, maybe Biden's not so bad. Well, the reason why I bring that up, this is what you call long-term storytelling right there, dudes. All right. They do it better than even freaking AEW is doing right now. But apparently, what was the big announcement, guys, that TK was talking about, by the way? That's what I'm really curious about. Was it QT Marshall versus CM oh, Punk? Did he that think that was it. a big announcement? Must have been. Because I'm trying to think of what else was announced on tonight's show. <laughs> that has to be that. I mean, QT Marshall, or sorry, Marshall, right, draws money, dude. You just I look mean, at his head, and that draws money. Chris, did I miss something? I was there another announcement on tonight's show? No, uh, I think that we've had more announcements on this show just about what's coming up on the blow-off. Um, on at Mark Media, by the way, guys. Um, <clears throat> just a little cheap plug for my friends there. Um, yeah. There's there was nothing. Is that what is that? Did did he really think that that was going to be considered a big thing? Like, QT Marshall could literally become the king of Monaco tomorrow, and it still wouldn't be a big thing. Nobody would care because people would look at him and go, "Yeah, I don't give a shit. Fuck this guy." That's that's literally everyone in the world. Whenever they see QT Marshall doing anything, if they see him in the grocery store, if they watched him go up and murder Kyle Rittenhouse today, they'd be like, "Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Fuck this guy. He's fucking boring." And um, yeah, Sorry, just continue. fuck QT Marshall and everything about him, and please never have him on my TV again. I mean, I'm look, I'm scrolling up and down through the results of tonight's show, going. Look for these announcements. Was there right? something else that I missed? <laughs> oh man, we got to look even deeper, Jago. I think we got to really, like all of us, including you, Chris. Somehow we got to dissect this shit and find the announcement, man. It's got to be there somewhere. Maybe it's in the in the locker room somewhere. I mean, you know what? I bet you, I, I, you know what? I bet it was. They meant to announce that Wednesday night on Dynamite, it's going to be Sting taking on Billy Gunn for the first time ever. Yes, that's a huge announcement. Or, or massive. Or the the forbidden door was kicked open a little bit further, and Takayama Shushima (laughs) is is coming in for a match. I would rather see Takayama Shoshita versus, you know, (laughs) CM Punk than I would Billy Gunn versus Sting in 2021. I'm with you. Oh, no. Jago, he broke you. You said it, dude. (laughs) Takayama who? Takayama Yamasita. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Takayama Yamasita, the the famous (laughs) Japanese Mexican wrestler. Yes. (laughs) Yes, uh, a la no. Ultimo Dragon. Wonderful. Win that whole hey, another famous Japanese Mexican Yeah. What about Papi Yakahuma? <laughs> I mean, come on. He draws. Has just went off the rail. <laughs> I need to drink more Grey Goose. So that's going to uh, wrap things up for this week's show. Thanks for listening and or watching. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and then visit the platform that you may not be listening to, whether it be at Mark Media over at atmarkmedia.com, theblowoffpod.com, of course, hamimedia.podbean.com. 
And now, of course, over at channelattitude.com. You can keep up with me across social media platforms at not Jargo Basement Dweller, Mr. Chris Ams. How do the peeps, the freaks, and the Greeks keep up with you? <laughs> Well, the Greeks can't possibly keep up with me because I'm German. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> uh, okay, you can follow me over on Twitter. It's at Chris Ams, the number one. Um, I have all kinds of wonderful, hilarious things to say. In fact, yesterday after all the releases, I said, moving forward, apparently the rosters are going to be Monday Night Raw, um, Brock, and SmackDown. <laughs> Roman. So I'm really, really excited to see what they do with the Royal Rumble and Survivor Series next year. It's going to be awesome with just two people on the roster. Wow. Jimmy T, I need to see your papers. And so does the rest of the world. How do they see your papers? How can they keep up with you across social media? <laughs> well, they can keep up by actually, you know, following me at, at DJ Messifix and at the PWC Network on Twitter. But more importantly, please like and subscribe, not only here at the at markmedia.com, but at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find all our shows. And of course, over at channelattitude.com, get the best from the Ayatollah himself, Bin Hameen, the man Stevie Richards, Greek god Papadon, and so oh. much more. And of course, you can find me over there on video taking shots at Grey Goose while we cover AEW Rampage. We will talk to you next week, ladies and gentlemen. For now... We're off like a prom dress. See ya. Salute.